Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Bringing you excellent entertainment from the king of DC media. Here's the Inside Acting Radio Show. Good evening, dear listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Inside Acting Radio Show, in which I welcome director Cassie Tara Barrett, Edward Bird, Mac Lehman, and Tania Johnson. From one of the best musicals I've seen this year, Heard It Through the Grapevine, a tribute to Motown, now playing at the Arts Barn, 311 Kent Square, Gaithersburg, Maryland. For tickets, call 301-258-6394. That's 301-258-6394. Or you can search for it on www.ticketfly.com. Now, the show runs through July 22nd, and Edward Bird plays the great Marvin Gaye. Mac Lehman plays legendary Barry Gordy. And Tania Johnson plays the fabulous Mary Wells. Cassie Tara directed Melvin, uh, actually played uh, Melvin Franklin of The Temptations. So I see that everyone is on the switchboard, so let me bring them on the air. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. How are you? Hello. All right. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Fantastic, fantastic. So, um, Cassie Tara, talk about your audition process for this fantastic show. Well, uh, to be quite honest, it uh, the audition process didn't begin until I knew that I was going to be able to secure the role of this story, sort of kind of stemmed from that. And once I got Mac Lehman whose talent is just, I mean, he's a wonderful talent. And once I figured out, once I found out that he was on board, then from there the creative juices started going and I was able to write the production. So I didn't even start writing until I knew that he was going to be able to play Barry Gordy because then I also knew that that was a, a different angle I could take because the caliber of actor that he is, I would be able to convey the feelings of Barry Gordy, and that's that's what I was trying to do. Yeah, Mac. So uh, I know I, I saw you in uh, Stick Fly and, and several other plays. So talk about what drew you to this show. One hundred percent, Kashi. One hundred percent. I don't know if you know uh, the story of our Stick Fly experience. But Kashi was supposed to be in Stick Fly. So when I auditioned, um, I auditioned for 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 Kashi, and she gave me a lot of uh, direction when I was auditioning. Gave me a few adjustments that were like that were wonderful, were wonderful. And I said, man, I really want this because I really want to work with her. Unfortunately, 
that didn't necessarily pan out uh, for Stick Fly because of um, had an I'll injury. Let Kashi talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had an injury. I had like Kashi talked about that. I got in a concussion. But... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I had, so, during the, 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 the Stick Fly um, process, I had gotten a concussion, so I wasn't able to be as hands-on. I, I didn't really get to come back into that process until Tech Week. So right. my involvement was pretty limited, but I tried to do as much as I could then. And as a testament to to Kashi's um, artistic uh, vision and skill, when she came back, I was like, "Yeah, see, that's exact." And what would, what would you say? It was a a week before we opened, right, Kashi? That she kind of came. Yeah, back? it was it was during Tech Week. Yep. And what she brought in that Tech Week kind of opened up the whole show, and it 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 it. it shed new light on everything that we were doing because I had done stick fly before uh, a couple of years before but um, having Kashi there as well uh, brought a whole new light to it so when she called me and asked me to do um, to work with her again to to play Barry Gordy I was down I didn't need to see a script I didn't need to know who else was in it I knew Kashi was involved and she was asking me to do it so I said I'm on board. There you go. There you go. Sometimes that's all it takes. So now, Edward, I I gotta go to you, um, man. Your your singing was fabulous. I mean, it's just so so mm-hmm. moving and 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 great. So talk about your your uh, process as far as um, preparing for the show. Now I know that um, you know did, was it one of those deals where you tried to interpret uh, Marvin Gaye's songs. For yourself, or did you just try to listen to uh, old recordings and um, try to mimic them? Hello, Edward. Is Edward on the line? I'm not sure what happened to Edward. Okay, yeah, I don't know what happened. Okay. Um, But I could talk a little bit about that process. Talk a little bit about that. yeah, sure. Okay. Well, he he uh one of the things that I try to, you know, bring out within the characters is that they definitely if they're playing a realistic character, then they should delve into, you know, the way that they move, the way that they sing, yeah. that and and but yeah. it's more how the the feeling that that artist gives a person. So you don't necessarily have to mimic it, but if you can give the smooth, cool, you know, seriously creative, highly advanced vocalist, uh, um, if you can give that impression of who Marvin Gaye is or any character that you're playing is, then people will be able to see past what it is because they'll remember the feeling. They already know the song, so they need to remember the feeling. And as close to physicality as we can get, then I mean, that just even makes it better. But I like to try to work from the inside of the character outward and build that way. And 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 Bird, I mean, the consummate professional that he is, he was able to take that and run with it because he's already a singer. So now it was just how do we make sure that we're looking at Marvin Gaye as opposed to Edward Bird, the vocalist. 
and I, I think that he he t- he took that challenge head on and and was able to work that out. And mm. if, if I may, yeah. I can. Yeah, go ahead. Um, as as someone who gets to watch that performance, his performance hmm. uh, on stage, it's definitely um, not someone trying to do a imitation of Marvin Gaye, right? So you mm-hmm. see Bird or Edward, sorry, <clears throat> and he's his own person doing his own thing and in the character of Marvin Gaye, and it's a brilliant performance. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I see somebody just joined the, the switchboard there. Uh, Edward, is that you? Yeah, it's me. I can hear you guys talking. <laughs> Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I got you. So we were just talking about you, man. Your, your ears must have been burning. So just about how you prepared for the role <laughs> and uh, how you you just you were able to interpret uh, Gay's song and really characterize those those wonderful songs. So talk a little bit about that. Um, well, first I have to get credit to my director, <laughs> who pushes pushes us as actors, pushes us as performers, um, and also to I I live in Washington D.C. So me playing Marvin Gaye, who's from Washington D.C. People actually went to school with him, know him, you know, people know his family. So it was like a lot of pressure. So I just studied. I watched a lot of his interviews. I watched a lot of his live performances. I read a lot about him and just who he was and what he brought, and even, like, down to his family and how he was in his family and what he represented and what he stood for and just started to study it and take it all in so that I can embody the character because I knew that there were going to be people who actually had experience with him that come to the show. I wanted to give them that feeling and have them experience Marvin again in any way that I possibly could. So that really was my process, just studying him, watching his interviews, seeing how he talked, what he, how he held his head and how he performed. When he got on the microphone, like, what happened? And, like, I, one of my favorite performances actually watching was Hitchhike, and, I, and I'm so glad I got to do this. I never knew of the song before I did the production, and I'm so glad I got uh-huh. to be able to do the song because when I watched the performance, he totally killed it and just saw how he got into it and just became the performer and just I really got to know mm. the Prince of Motown in that performance. So it was just a really good, good experience, and that's how I studied to get him out. <laughs> Yeah, I also got to commend you on uh, you had some good chemistry with uh, Jasmine uh, Prather. I mean, that that was just the, <laughs> the, the 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 chemistry y'all had was just a, a phenomenal. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's always awesome a, working with her. Yeah, because we've worked before when we did Dreamgirls and uh, Bird played Jimmy Early and Jasmine and Tania, who played Mary Rose. They both. They shared the role on different nights playing Effie, the character in, in Dream Girl. So they were able to develop a chemistry. They were able to, you know, and they're both uh, uh, professional singers. So the, it was easy for them in, vocally. And then the chemistry part, we just kept pushing relationship, pushing relationship, study the relationship between Tammy and Marvin and have it ambiguous because that's what the whole thing was, that people didn't know if they dated or not. It seemed like they should, and that was the question, and that was the question that I still wanted to keep in the mind. I didn't want to do anything else with that but keep that question going um, because that, it was never resolved. 
So that's what we we're yeah. trying to convey, and hopefully that came across. Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, Tania, so talk about the research you did for uh, Mary Wells. Well, um, I, I knew nothing about Mary Wells. I'll be honest. I knew nothing about her except for my guy. And that's and when I told people that I was playing that role, um, depending on the age of the person, everyone knew who I was talking about or they knew nothing about who I was talking about. So mm-hmm. uh, I had to do a lot of research on her. Um, I watched a lot of videos, a lot of performances. Um, I tried to find uh, some of her old uh, unsung clips and biographies and just people talking about her because she did pass away. So I tried to find some people that were closest to her, talk about her. But um, the biggest thing was watching her live, trying to get as many mm-hmm. performances as I could to watch her live. I didn't get to, um, didn't get to find the unsung clip of her. I'm, st- I'm actually still searching. The play's already started, and I'm still looking because I still want to develop the character more. But yeah, um, yeah. It, but I was able to watch her live performances, and and I did not realize how big Mary Wells was. And so I initially, when I got the role, I said, I don't know anything about this person. I don't know if I can do this. But now I am totally in love with with her and her music and the role that I have. So I'm very excited about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, she was just such a great talent. I mean, it, it, there's just so much, so many talented characters in this play. So now, uh, Cassie, you have to talk about uh, the uh, choreography for the show and how you came up with that. Well, again, from watching a lot of the videos, I wanted to make sure that we captured a lot of the classic steps from, like, The Temptations, a lot, and we tried to meld it because there were artists that we were missing, like the Four Tops, so we would put in a Four Tops move just so that people were, you know, thinking about Motown, thinking about the 60s, then all of that will click with them and resonate with them. Um, the choreography, a, a, a lot of the choreography, I must came from, came from Zora Love, who played Diana Ross, mm-hmm. and I would just take the she just took a lead on that and she's an excellent choreographer and I took a I let her take the lead on that and basically what I did was I just modified some of the steps you know based on what we were working with um I was able to kind of put it together and mold it into a form but she did a lot of the choreography with me so that's where that came from absolutely absolutely so uh Edward um What's been some of the fan reaction to your your character? <laughs> Everybody <laughs> is loving Marvin Gaye. Yes, they are loving Marvin Gaye. Loving Marvin Gaye. <laughs> At the end of the show, they're walking up to me like, "Oh my God, so good!" They just love Marvin Gaye, and like people who actually, I like I said, I've actually had somebody who went to school with Marvin Gaye, who um, came up to me. She was like, "I remember going to a party and Marvin Gaye was there," and she explained the whole situation to me. It's just how that the performance and just how just how the performance made her feel and took her back to that time. So it's been really like exciting and and I'm grateful for the for the opportunity to make people go back into their time when they were having those moments and having that joy and having those feelings of Motown magic. And so that's really what been has been a response for me. Everybody's been loving Marvin, which I'm super grateful because I've been working hard at that. I do want to <laughs> say that you know the testament to the actors involved in this whole uh, process and experience, it's, it's, a, it's a different thing when you have to show 
uh, um, um, uh, show the life and show the mannerisms and stuff of a person that's already existing and is so popular that, yes. you know, you don't want, the last thing you want is for someone to say that it didn't resonate with them at all. So you want to make sure that you embody that. But as a, you know, as a create as an artist, as a creative artist, you still want to have put your stamp on it. And I think that the characters are doing a great job of keeping the, um, uh, um, uh, the reality of the characters, but still being able to bring something extra because some of the runs that Marvin Gaye did, Bert takes those runs. He's able vocally to perform those runs, but then he's also able to give it a little bit different, sort of like a Marvin Gaye remix, you know, not to a point where it's distracting, but it's enhancing. And I think that all of the artists are able to do that, and I want them to be able to do that because that's the fun about, you know, that's the fun in doing it, and we do it for fun. We do we do it for, for the fun, the enjoyment that we get as actors to be able to have an audience experience the fullness of the characters that we're doing. So I, I do want to commend all the actors on that. Well, you, so, uh, <laughs> Tania, i got to go to you. So what's been a fan reaction to Mary Wells? Well, I I've enjoyed my fan reaction, I will have to say. After every show, um, a lot of the older <laughs> men have <laughs> me and... I don't know if they realize that I'm not Mary Wells because <laughs> <laughs> they are just, I mean, taking pictures and, and they are, they, they tell me how, how much they love Mary Wells, how she was so, she was so classy and so sexy and they just were her favorite, their favorite singer. And, and so the reaction from the older crowd had been, had been phenomenal for me. It's, it's actually meant a lot. And I had um one, one comment that I remember um, a lady said that she watched these artists. She watched them live. That was her error. And she told me, you are doing a fabulous job on just relating the um, the realness of the character and you becoming the character in your own way. And that really meant, so it meant a lot. But my favorite by far are my older guys. Oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> They love, they love the, her characterization, and it's, it's wonderful to watch. They love me. So, uh, so Max, I got to go to you. So, uh, what's the fan opinion of Barry Gordy? Oh, <laughs> well, it's 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 mixed. It's mixed because there's the <laughs> moments in the show where, you know, um, when we were going through the script and doing the read through. It's like wow, this this is cold blooded. Like you know, he there's there moments in there where, um, you know, Barry was a, a businessman, and he had to get the the company came first, so he had to, <clears throat> and, and certain aspects of that are shown in the script. So some people, yeah. so, some people um, hold on to that. And hold on to the cold bloodedness, and then other people, you know, they a lot of people talk about the relationship between him and Diana Ross, <clears throat> um, and uh, yeah, one lady came up to me <laughs> and and said, if it wasn't for Motown, two of my kids wouldn't have been born. 
So, you know, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot that uh, a lot of different reactions from from different perspectives of, of the audience. So, and that's but so been, cool been because fun. that's exactly what we want them left with. Barry Gordy mm-hmm. has people who love Barry Gordy. They understand that if it wasn't for the business, then the the, uh, the artist would never have come along. And then there are people who believe that if it wasn't for the artist then Barry Gordy would be nothing. But, I mean, yeah. the reality is that it was the relationship and that, that family that, 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 that mm-hmm. Barry Gordy created that helped to foster all the creative juices that go around. And, and, and you know, I think that also the view of Barry Gordy when he was selling Motown split, again, the communities. You know, because they wanted to know why he why he would do that. Why would he be a sellout? Why? But then you had other people who understood it. So I just wanted to kind of walk that fine line between that, but also give a, a, a different perspective, which is a cool thing with these actors. They're able to not judge their characters, so they're able to be the fullest of them. Because if you go in as an actor and you're judging the character that you're supposed to be playing, then you're not going to play the passion in which they felt because Barry Gordy thought he was right. You know, all the people, even in the yeah. wrong situation, that when we look at it, we're like, oh, wow, how could somebody do something like that? But as far as he was concerned, he was doing it for the best, in the best interest of Motown and what he was trying to create. And I think that the um, audience walks away with a different, you know, more of an understanding and also still with that same quandary of <clears throat> is he a good guy or a bad right. guy? Which came first, chicken mm. or the egg? You know right. what I mean? So it's, we used to recommend that, and that, I think that's, that's successful. And that's the yep, good thing. Good. Somebody takes, oh, everybody takes something. Nobody is, nobody walks away uh, with no opinion. Mm-hmm, which, mm-hmm. You know. So, oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, Motown was the soundtrack of people's lives. I mean, it was just so. <laughs> yes, it was. So it critical. Was. So it still so is. Cassie, we got to we got to <laughs> Cassie, we got to talk about where where did you find the uh, the Funk Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> well, the the Funk Brothers came from Angela Walker, who was our musical director, and she had. I mean, she has an extensive resume. I think she's sung with Prince. She's I mean, she's been on tour with a lot of artists. She has her own band, and that the the the, the um, musicians within that band, she was she was able to bring them together to get on board with the Motown. And one of the reasons why I think it was such an it was attractive to the musicians was because they have played like Temptations reviews and things, so they were familiar with that music. Um, and then basically what, what what I had to do and what I am currently doing now, just like Tania said in the process, we are continuing to grow the characters, is giving them the license to be the Funk Brothers, meaning they're a part of that family. So their reactions matter. They're in the room. They're mm-hmm. alive. They're a whole breathing character in itself. And so they um, are, you know, they're coming out and they're understanding. And it's a little difficult only because I think that, most of them are musicians first, so they're usually like, you know, either in the pit or behind the scenes or kind of like that. But now I want them to come out a little bit more, so that's been a really, really fun process. One of the funniest things that happened with the Funk Brothers 
was <laughs> we were doing a scene. We were doing a scene, and this is the scene where David Ruffin slaps Tammy Terrell. The drummer jumped and said, because I had told him before that, I was like, just be in the scene. Feel how you feel. We'll, we'll work on it. When, it. when it comes out, we'll just all react. And, and you know, that's why it's still um, organic. The process is still organic. And he jumped up and he said, um, hey, that's my cousin. <laughs> and we were like, oh, okay. You know, that, that just gave us something else to work with. It just showed how other people were feeling affected by that. And in the moment, he just jumped up and said it. And, of course, as a cast, we just reacted to it like, oh, I got it, man. You know, don't worry about it. We got it. We got it. You know, so it was that type of a thing. But that just shows that each character as we go along is growing more and more as a family. I wish our run was longer, to tell you the truth, because, I mean, if we're here now, I just can imagine where we would be further down the line. But, you know, I mean, we're all looking forward to remounting the show anyway, so... You'll see it again. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, Tania, you got to talk about some of the things you learned during the rehearsal process. Some of the things I learned during the rehearsal process. Well, um, well, first I just have to give a shout out to this cast and this wonderful, talented director. Um, and like Mac had mentioned earlier, um, I was all on board as soon as I saw Kashi's name on it. So. Um, and seeing Bird's name on it and Jasmine um, Prather and Zora, who I've worked with before in Dreamgirls, just seeing um, those names and being able to work with those people again was was amazing. It was a great opportunity for me to be able to do this. Um, the rehearsal process, um, rehearsals are long, and they're a lot of work, but it is it is the most fun that I have, being able to watch the wheels in people's heads turn as they develop their characters, as they work out the kinks of each scene. Um, one of my favorite thing about, things about rehearsal is when Kashi gets an idea and you see it developing, but she doesn't <laughs> quite say it yet, and she paces, and you're like at the edge of your seat in anticipation, like, yes, tell me, tell me, tell me what to do, tell me what to do. Because <laughs> you want to hear so much what she says because she's such an inspiration. And so just being able to be in the room and be on stage with such talented people and a director and producers that inspire you and be able to develop a scene and work out those things was, was a great experience. So rehearsals are fun. They're long. They're tiring. They can be, um, they can be a lot of work, but it's, it's work that's worth it. It's work that's fun. It's work that's enjoyable. Edward, how about you? Um, I like rehearsals. I mean, I enjoy rehearsals, even though I do a lot of stuff at rehearsals. I help the costume and help keep everything in order and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> My, um, I enjoy being able to dive into places that I normally wouldn't go. Um, mm. Just developing a character, getting being able to be vulnerable, like the scene between Tammy and Marvin, like having to, um, having to carry such trauma that she's experienced and have to remind her of that to kind of get her to understand her worth and who she's, who she's meant to be and her purpose, like do, being able to exercise my, my emotional style, emotional side, emotional self and conveying that as an artist. Like I love that because it strengthens me as an actor. It makes, and Kashi definitely presses on like making the moment real, like, 
let people, like, make it real. Tap into what you've experienced that's going to make this real and make it matter. And so, like, I really enjoy rehearsal because we really, it's really a, just a, it's, a, just a it's just a great space to grow as an artist. It's a great space yeah. to, it's very genuine. It's very supportive. You can come in with, with whatever you have and bring it into the moment, and Kashi will support you, and the cast will also support you in becoming your best self. And it's just very genuine. It's just such a community, and, like, that's what I love about rehearsal. It's just we can just be our best selves and be our best as artists is what we want to do. And it's just very encouraging. Like, go for it. And you have the support mm-hmm. to go for it. And to even if you mess up, like, give it all. Don't don't come here with nothing. Give something. Give it all, and we'll direct you in the right place that you need to be. And so I really, really enjoy that process. It just makes me stronger as a person in everyday life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, Mac, what's your your take on rehearsals? Uh, this rehearsal process in particular. Um, so this is my first musical. Um, so. For me, my favorite part of rehearsal is uh, is watching the party every night. You know, watching. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, like I said before, when Kashi called, I came running. But you know, I I came unknowingly to this this super super talented cast. You know, you got professional singers and people with albums out and singles out and all of this stuff. And so I just get to sit back and, I guess, as Barry Gordy would, listen to Tammy Terrell sing and listen to Marvin Gaye and and Mary Wells and Martha Reese and all of these people sing. And all I have to do is just really enjoy the song, you know what I mean? (laughs) You know. So so that makes made my job easier. Um, so this this has been one of the most <clears throat> joyous uh, working experiences that I've had. Um, oh, that's nice. He's yeah. uh, Mac. Mac is also one that we would have. You know, when you're working on a musical, there are uh, rehearsals that you have that are just music. And he would always say, well, I know I'm not supposed to be there, but I'm going to be there. And he'd come, right. he'd sit just, I figured Barry Gordy would, he would take it all in. He would uh-huh. see the, the nuances of the different singers and things like that. And so he was, he was embodying the character during the rehearsal process when he wasn't even rehearsing. So that's just a testament to his craft. Yeah, that, that gets you into character. Okay, folks, so mm-hmm. we're getting near the end of the interview. So uh, I'm going to put everybody on the spot here and and kind of think about uh, get your adjectives and everything ready because I'm going to ask why why people should go see this show. So, uh, Tania, I guess I'll pick on you first. Why why should people come see this show? You didn't give me much time, Mr. Powell, Um, but I will. (laughs) I'll be the first. Uh, Why should people come see this show? Um, Whether you grew up on Motown, or whether you um, grew up under your parents listening to it or you got into Motown decades later, if you want to laugh, if you want to um, sing, dance, if you want to see phenomenal singers and phenomenal actors um, just and learn more about the Motown story, 
mm-hmm. come. I mean, I, I, my favorite part of it is, is hearing the crowd sing. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite part of the whole thing, yeah. hearing the crowd. That was so amazing. If you want to come and just, and just go down memory lane with us, then come on out. Mm-hmm. Wow, beautifully said. Okay, Edward, how about you? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, what I always what I always hold to is um, I say I think people should come to just really experience the Motown story. Um, I'm really I've become such a fan of Barry Gordy myself. And just like how he was just, he built this company. He founded this company. He built this company. He is, his work ethic was just so strong. He was there. He was not, he, it was his life. And he built it from the ground up and he saw it through with every artist, with every person. He was on top of it. He was in every moment, every experience. And I think that's so inspiring. So I would encourage people to come see it to just to glean from that kind of, that kind of mindset, that kind of person to just inspire a person who has a goal, who has a dream, or who who has something inside of them that they want to create. That is possible because Barry Gordy did it. He created some, mm-hmm. a legacy that's still living on today. And, like, people yeah. are still being touched by it. Still, pe- People are still being moved by it. People are still, like, it's amazing how the people, like she said, they, they sing the songs, they come, but they're really being taken back to a real place, a real memories, real fun, real joy that they mm-hmm. experience. And so I say, like, come, get your experience, and glean get some of that Barry Gordy juice so you can go ahead and build your empire, too. That's what I say. <laughs> well said. Okay, Max, what, what, what's your uh, little advertisement? Uh, well, I, I think one of my favorite writers called it a uh, hip-shaking, foot-stomping trip down the highway to Hitsville, U.S. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh right. God. So, so that's, that's just it, man. If you want to come out and see uh, uh, wonderful actors, you want to see phenomenal singers, you want to have uh, a party, have fun. Um, yeah. it, you, it's a concert and a play all in one, and just have an amazing time. That's why you should come see this show. Man, that's well said. Okay, so Cassie, how about you? You're your last, but certainly not well, least. I, <laughs> well, I think that one of the, the reasons why people should come is because I feel like it's a different take. Now, it's the reason why we call it Motown Moments is because we don't go all the way in depth with you know everything, but the storyline just being about all the things that happen, you know. Um, within uh, uh, Motown, but we're able to capture glimpses of other people's lives and why they were the way that they were or what the conversations behind the songs were. So we wanted to, to capture the magic moments that people now live with, you know, before they, they, they were born to and in into in the 60s and then now in 2018, you know, they still have that memory. And so let's go back and let's start talking about the things that made that because it's all, not always the good stuff that brings out greatness. It's a lot of the conflict. It's the turmoil. It's the the loyalty within family. It's the, I mean, the fact that the Temptations went through all that, and they're still the longest-lasting Motown group that there is, still signed, even though there's a different reincarnation of the Temptations, but they're still signed to Motown. And even though all that bad stuff happened, and, you know, people, but the, the through line is that people believed in Barry Gordy, and they believe that they could be great 
and he helped to instill that. And I want, and, and that's what, one of the things that I want people to walk away with. And they'll know, it's, okay, so it's not just a, a regular Motown tribute. This is something that has me thinking about my whole idea of Barry Gordy or what I thought I knew about Barry Gordy. And we just do it in small, in small uh, uh, doses. So um, we don't take away from the music, take away from the sound. Matter of fact, we, we, we exploit that as far as we can. But we also, there needs to be a story. And I, I think that people will be able to identify with the story. And that's, that's definitely something that I want people to walk away with. I did want to say that mm-hmm. with, so I have, a, I have a partner that I work with. Um, his name is Grady McCain, and he's with World Inside of World Records. And with that partnership we have, we're able to bring in more artists, and, and we're kind of actually modeling it after Barry Gordy's Motown empire, where it's all like a revolving door. So you have artists mm. that come in, and then they'll work on other people's stuff, and then they'll go out, and then we'll produce records on them, and they'll come back in, and then, you know, and work with the company. And so that, that's the kind of idea. So this story was very, it came at the right time, and mm-hmm. we're able to live out the dream that Barry Gordy had now, and by following suit and following his direction. And I think that it's just a, 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 a great opportunity for us as a company, but just for the growth of music that's happening mm-hmm. now and, and just being able to be a part of that is just a, is, is just a wonderful experience. And I did want to mention that. Fantastic. Well, uh, Tania, Edward, uh, Mac, Cassie, I really enjoyed this. It was a fantastic interview. I just want you all to go out and just break legs for the rest of the run. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Thank you. Thanks so much, <laughs> We sold out every show. Don't miss it, and get your don't. Make sure you get your tickets online because they they have been turning people away. Don't yeah. show up at the door without right. a ticket. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah, folks. That's uh, Gaithersburg Arts Barn, and again, uh, I don't have the number in front of me, but uh, yeah, if you go out there and you dial the number is three zero one, folks. 301-258-6394 for tickets. And also uh, you can go online and get those tickets, folks. It's really just a fantastic show. Um, yes, I, I need to make sure I give a shout-out to my mother, Karen uh-huh. Yarlins, yeah. who is the executive producer of the show. And she also does uh, – uh, she's a lighting designer as well. So it's a, it, it really is, just like Barry Gordy's home, it's a family affair. <laughs> it's a family affair. <laughs> okay, y'all. Well, y'all have a blessed night. You Thank you. Too. You too. Absolutely. Too. Okay. Good night. Yeah. All right, folks out there in Radio Land, remember to do something for your career every single day and break a leg. Night.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.